Hey everyone, welcome to Timmins Podcast. I'm your host Timmin, and this is my podcast. Um, just let me get the business real quick. Let me get it out of the way. I have three different podcasts. Uh, if this is your first time listening, you're listening to Timmins Podcast. I have the Dadcast, which is when my dad and I sit down and talk about crazy things. And then I do a podcast with my buddy Lincoln. It's called the Timmins and Lincoln Show. Uh, if you can't tell. I'm a part of all three of those podcasts. <laughs> um, I also have a sponsor. His name is uh, Golf Lessons with John on Facebook. Go, go ahead and follow him on Facebook. He gives golf lessons in the Bowling Green, Ohio area. He also has a podcast called Adoption and Breakdown where he talks about his adoption story. Uh, John's been with us f- for forever, so he's the homie. Um, okay, enough business. I got a great guest on today. His name is Ian Roberts. What's up, Ian? Hey, good afternoon, Timmin. How's it going? Awesome, man. How's that for an intro? Fast, quick? Beautiful. Yeah, got the business done. Awesome. Yeah. Have you ever been on a podcast before? Never. All right, cool. Dreamed about it many times. <laughs> but as we talked about before, um, yeah, man, it's a yeah. cool opportunity to just say whatever's on your mind unrestricted and yeah, you don't have to worry about it. It's the Wild West. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> It's, the whole world is right now, it seems oh, like. Oh, yeah. It's great, yeah. I, I've been wanting to have you on for a little bit, and I told you that, and then I never texted you. It's my fault. <laughs> no, it's, it's my fault. Both of us. But the, the other- shop's so busy, it's just- Yeah. I've talked about you on the podcast. I, some listeners may know, but you're, you've helped me out in a, in a bunch of different ways with my car. And so- Awesome. Um, but also, you're really cool. And so that's- <laughs> Yeah, no, we'll super- leave that up to whoever else meets me in life. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Let me tell you guys, he's pretty cool. <laughs> you can hear from good, good, but um, I thought it'd be cool to have you on, talk yeah. a little bit, get people to know, but then just chat. Um, you know, I had a couple things. The only the I mean, we can go wherever we want, but I kind of want to let people know, you know, where you're from, who you are, what the business is. Awesome. Um, so we can get into that now or later. Yeah, or whatever. Can, I'm good at commercials. Okay. I was actually at a BNI meeting. No um, props for BNI at all, but I was yeah. there this morning, and that's marketing, all marketing. So they do 60 second commercials. Oh, nice. Okay. So like I'm down for 60 second commercials <laughs> for Roberts Auto Care all the time. Yeah. But the nuts and bolts of it are, um, I'm a mechanic kind of by gifting a little bit. It just comes natural to me mm-hmm. and, pro- and problem solving and just ability with my hands. And uh, you've already heard the long story that led me to that is that now I own an, I'm just blessed to own an awesome shop here in town. Yeah. Very close to you. Yeah. Thankfully. <laughs> so nice. And uh, here in Goshen, which I love Goshen, I, um, I'm a Middlebury kid. Okay. I grew up in Middlebury way back when it was just small and country and yeah. a lot of fields now. It's like a raging metropolis. It's literally right behind the size of Goshen. Yeah. It's- and, uh, and, but Goshen was where I spent my summers because my parents were both factory workers. So I spent my summers with my grandma. My mom and dad would drop me off and then they would go to work. Oh, so I was all over Goshen, my my kid in the summers. I didn't realize it when I was really young, like seven, eight years old. I would go in the shop that I own right now. No way. Yeah, and my grandpa would take me there because that's who he would use for work. No way. Yeah, and it was before my cousin Chris um, owned the shop, so... I went to Chris like one time. Yeah. Maybe one time. So 
one of my friends who actually was part of my life group, um, Ricardo Yoder. I don't know, Rick oh, Yoder, yeah, yeah. A great dude. He told me to go there. And so I was looking for mechanics. So I went there, met him one time, and then you took. I didn't even think you were working with him when I was there. Yeah, I um, I used to what I call moonlight for him. So I had a career in the RV industry. Okay. And I was still had a passion for working on cars. Twofold reason. One, I couldn't afford a mechanic myself. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of self-taught, like, hey, something breaks in your car, you figure out how to fix it. Yeah. Only that was pre- YouTube and internet, so... You had all that knowledge. Well, you go to the library, and they made a book called the Chilton Manual, and it was actually designed for each vehicle. Oh, wow. So, say you owned whatever you own now. Yeah. They still make them for your truck, and you go down to the library, and I would borrow that book, and and then come home and use that as a manual or a guide to fix my car. Wow. So it was always interesting to go to like the Chilton Manual, the library, and look at those books because they're all like greasy yeah. and dirty from all these guys working on them. Yeah. And I was just like, well, all right. So, uh, but something happens when you fix your car for the first time successfully. It's like, it's literally in my life, it sparked like the greatest amount of confidence that I've ever had in anything I've done. Oh, wow. Because it's so intimidating. When you think about the complexity of an automobile, yeah. but when you break it down piece by piece, bolt by bolt, it's not. Yeah. It's but until you've set. done it yeah. and actually successfully completed something and like wheels didn't fall off or anything like that, it's like that meme you see, you know, like when a guy's standing out and his chest is all puffed out and they're yeah. like, this is what every guy looks like after he mows his yard. Yeah. Like, it's like triple that when you fix your car for the first time on yeah. your own. You just feel top of the world. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, like, it does something weird in your head. You all of a sudden feel like, hey, I can go to an auto shop and just work on cars now because I'm, right. I'm a mechanic. I fixed something one time. Yeah. So um, I just kind of came to my cousin's shop once and was like, hey, man. I really don't know much, but I'm willing to help. And I, I honestly like pushed my way in because, uh, it's a God thing. Like in 2008, I was laid off from the RV industry for two years. Oh yeah. Uh, Um, April 4th, 2008. I remember the day, like it was yesterday. Oh man. My boss handed me a letter and was like, I'm sorry, we have to let you go. And I was like lost. Like I didn't no idea what to do yeah so i call my dad my dad's like bro you gotta head to the unemployment office like that's the first place you go because one they'll give you money yep and two they'll help you find a job well little did we know i mean 2008 was something no one really had ever experienced before it was so there was no help to give you a job like there was nowhere to go just go get a job yeah polar opposite of today yeah um which is that's Reassuring. Yeah. A little bit. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, one in three people didn't have a job in this county. It was like, unemployment was like 30. I, I feel like, I mean, I personally felt like it was more than that because everyone I knew, didn't like in my family, no one was working. And I'm like, what is going on? Okay, God, like this is the coolest test of faith I've ever had in my <laughs> life so far. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. So, um, but interestingly, you know, auto mechanics are really never out of work. You know, they may slow down, but who is working or who is doing whatever their career is still in bad times or driving. And if you're driving, your car's going to have a problem at some point. Yeah. So 
um, he invited me with open arms. And it was a huge risk on his part, obviously. Because you didn't know anything. No, yeah. no. But I realized within a couple of weeks that I just had a natural acumen for for working on automobiles. And I think part of that was just my own internal passion to want to do it. Hmm. You know, the intentionality of like, this is not a job. This is awesome. Like, I love it. Yeah. And it was really... Pro- problem solving. That and just... And- um. Like I said, you're still riding on the confidence of I never forgot the first time I fixed my car. Mm. So I felt like, I mean, I literally felt like I could do anything. <laughs> like, hey, let's get this engine out if it's bad and let's replace it. I'm not, I'm not scared. Yeah. So Chris was like, okay, like I'll, I'm here. I'll he guide you step by step. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. In case I would make a mistake or yeah. something. So it was really like. It sounds awkward, but I was like vicariously his hands at that time. Yeah. Like he was just a yeah, mentor. mentor. Yeah. It was it, in that, bro. I don't, I didn't realize it then, but that set the stage for literally where I am today. Mm. But I had no idea. Yeah. You know, we never know until we look back. Like, wow, I never dreamed back then one day I would own a shop. My thought was always like, well, it's something I like to do. If I get an opportunity to do it in that environment, I'll go that direction. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. But it just never crossed my mind. And then years later, it just, I went back to work in 2010 in the RV industry. And um, my, my kids grew up. I finished raising my family, basically. And then opportunity came. I really felt like God said, Ian, it's time to time to stop working for someone else start doing your own thing yeah that's cool and that was scary man yeah. uh not every well i don't want to say not everyone i would dare to say very few people get that opportunity yeah to just go out on your own yeah yeah at whatever it is at the time it wasn't my shop awkwardly it was mowing grass mm. yeah i remember you had a the I had a trailer mow- and the yeah, truck. I had a mowing business. I literally started, interestingly, my shop is called Robert's Auto Care. My yeah. mowing business was called Robert's Property Care. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, the day, literally the day that I put in my notice, like I really felt God speak to me to leave my job. I gave a four-week notice to my job. And um, that day... Um, someone I graduated with from high school who owns a property management company here in Goshen emailed me. I got home, checked my email, and her name is Leah Bigler. She was like, hey, our mowing guy can't keep up with our properties any longer. I literally have a list of 26 properties that I need (laughs) taken care of like immediately. Yeah, And I was like... I mean, it was mixed emotion. Like I wanted to jump up and down and scream for joy. Yeah. But at the same time, I felt humbled because I never yet had in my life, even though I've lived for God my whole life, I had not experienced a moment in where I it just had that clear confirmation. Yeah, real that, direct. Okay, God said this, do this. And I did that and he immediately responded. Yeah, that's cool. And I was like, So just like, if we want to make a connection, just like the same way that you felt confidence when you fix your car the first time, 
wait until God gives you some confirmation. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, bro, it's like more adrenaline than anything you've ever. I was like. Yeah, you just felt pumped. The weird thing is, is then you have to explain that to your wife. <laughs> And, and then all of a sudden that adrenaline is like drawn out of you yeah. because she starts asking she, like the real question. You know, well, she hasn't probably heard what you've heard. Yeah. She hasn't yeah. had the plan that you've had. She hasn't had the thoughts that you've had. And like we converse, like, of course, throughout. But it was never like, I never was like, hey, Carrie, uh, I think God wants me to leave my job. That may be coming up the road. It was more like. Hey, Ian, this is what I want you to do. And I literally went home and said, Hey, Carrie, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. And fortunately, my wife has so much grace. Yeah. And really trust in me and my relationship with God. There was the beautiful thing there was no conflict, there was no question. There's a little doubt and worry because, you know, yeah. insurance going into self employment, you yeah. still have children, you're like, yep. Oh man, how am I going to take care of this? And, you know, then there were moments that fear gripped me. Like, wait, you went from, you're getting a salary, you're getting a paycheck every week for sure, without question, to what happens when the grass stops growing? Right, right. Like winter's only six months away in (laughs) Indiana. There's no one mowing grass in December here in South Florida. So, yeah. So instantly my mind went to the shop. Mm. So I called up Chris midsummer and I said, Hey, you know, this is what we're doing. Let me back up a second. Throughout all that in the last three years prior, Chris and I were meeting every Thursday. Okay. And we would meet and walk in the mall. Concord oh, Mall. Yeah. I did that. And we would just talk. I did that last week. So I did that on Monday. Bro, that that's I hate to say it, but that's literally like all that mall is good for me. Uh, yeah. It was an exercise in- place. I went to go get Enzo's. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I love Enzo's. <laughs> I do as well. I was waiting for my pizza. I honestly don't think about it. It's I, out of sight, out of mind. I know. But when I see it, I'm like, I got to have it. Yeah. it's. I think it's the best pizza in Goshen. It's crazy. In this, in this area. crazy. But I walked the mall while I was waiting for my pizza. That's funny. Anyway, sorry. You, so you meet on Thursdays and walk So, yeah. And, and because I was so interested in the shop... He would tell me about work he was doing and things mm-hmm. like that. And I would tell him about, you know, the trips I was going on for work. I was flying all over the country. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and and what I didn't realize was we were actually establishing a relationship that we didn't have. Mm-hmm. And that underneath all that, God had a plan that was working that I didn't realize was happening. That's cool. So... Um, when summer came and I asked him about that and he was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm getting towards the end of my career. I would love to have a good set of hands. You've already been in here. You know how I like to run the shop. There's no conflict. Absolutely. I want you to come in all winter. So that's cool. Our Augusts, as you know, here are always intermittent with weather. We never know. Well, that summer of 18, in August, like all the grass was dead. Mm. Like I, I mean, he the was. grass mowing season was over in like the beginning of August. Yeah. So I was going to work every day, but I wasn't going to mow grass. I was going to the shop mm. and just seeing how I could help Chris. And what that led to was then I was all of a sudden at the shop on Fridays by myself. Oh, wow. and Chris was going on three day weekends. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is cool because. 
Because he trusts you. Yeah, right. and I can handle it. Yeah. Like, all right, you're I already flex, have some customers. A little yeah. Bit. yeah, so I was like, okay, this is neat. Still hadn't really dawned on me what was coming. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, it's just day by day. I mean, like, when you're living by faith, bro, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of planning. Yeah. Like, it's just, okay, God, I know you've got me. You don't owe me anything. You don't have to prove anything to me. I just need to keep walking in your spirit. Yeah. Let you guide my steps. Let you lead me. I'm going to be fine. I have no fear. And at the end of August, beginning of September, pretty much the whole month of September, I ran the shop. Chris was there, but he wanted to see. How you ran it. Yeah. And by the end of September, that led to him making an offer to me to buy the shop from him. Oh, wow. And, you know, I'm already on this. So you you did the... For only a couple months, you did the property. Correct. That was it. Wow. Well, the summer. Yeah, so May, June, July. Wow. wow. And then you just right, went right into the... Yeah. Thing. You don't do that anymore, do you? No. Yeah, no, it was... It, I call that... That was just my icebreaker into yeah. kind of managing a business and okay. knowing, getting to know people. And mm-hmm. it really made some connections. Like, I still talk to a lot of the customers that I had for That's mowing. Cool. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Everything since then has what I've been called, just what I'm called to do. I don't even like to put the label ministry on it because we throw labels like that on everything. I don't like to say that. I like to say it's like this is what I I do. Yeah. This is like ministering to people through my life is what I do. Wow. I'm walking hand in hand with everybody. Yeah, just helping Doing out. life together. <clears throat> whatever comes at us, we're doing it together. My customers, my friends, what it... Because I feel like that was what was modeled for us. Mm. You know, Jesus only did it with 12. I'm trying to do it with everybody. <laughs> yeah. Anyone that has you know, a car. Well, there's no... Well, anybody, really. There's no yeah. exceptions. Like, if you're in my life, you're on my team and we're going this direction. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. You know, yeah. so... It's been cool to see you operate in the shop. I, I mean, I don't really see you outside of the shop. So sure. But, but, you know, you can only imagine the way you act at work is probably how you act all around. You yeah, know there's mean? no different Ian. Yeah. Yeah, no sensor like, no no. Ian. Yeah, uh, no. No tamed down Ian. No, but. no. Now, when I worked a public job, you have to curtail that a bit. Mm-hmm. And I really realized, like, that's what was bringing dissatisfaction in my life. Yeah complication you need to be this one way yeah well um if a field is designed for corn right Mm -hmm. and you aren't gonna farm corn anymore you're gonna change fields yeah yeah right so that's the way i've looked at my career was for raising my family and then once my family was raised and then my own personal maturity you know and my own levels of faith and growing in God enabled him to actually bless me with some of the desires of my heart. Mm. Because owning a shop was something I wanted to do. I just didn't think it was ever attainable. Yeah, I didn't think I would ever be in a position in life to go down to a bank and borrow money and say, I want to get a loan to, to buy a shop. Yeah. Well, God knew that he knows my heart he knew my mind so he made a way that i didn't have to do that yeah he opened the door and just said well 
There you go. I heard you. You've been faithful in the little things. I'm going to open it up and give you some big things, and let's see how you handle it. That's cool. And, bro, now I'm like, now I'm like, all right, this is what living for God is really like. And it's interesting because I thought I was doing that my whole life. Mm. Because I've been in a church my whole life. I've been filled with the Spirit my whole life. Yeah. That's what I was going to But it changes, bro. When you're actually living it. Well, well, yeah. I call it transformation. Mm. There's a moment when I found salvation. Like the light bulb. Salvation is what I would define as what I've taken on to make sure I'm going to heaven. That's my ticket, right? Yep. Transformation is when I submit all of my life to God. Hmm. Yeah. And and there is a massive difference between the two because I, I've noticed in the world we live in today, churches are full of people who have salvation. Mm-hmm. But there's very few that have transformation. But the people that have been transformed are the ones who God is going to use t- to reach the world with yeah. the gospel. Yeah. And when he did that in my life, there's no force on the planet that can stop me now. Hmm. However that looks, I don't even care, man. If 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 Robert's Auto Care has to close tomorrow, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the next adventure. I hope not. But he's he's not going to leave yeah. people abandoned. Like yeah. I'm not worried about my customers because He's got them. Yeah. Like I want I want customers to have faith in him, not me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's great. The gospel found me on its way to someone else. Okay, right? Yeah, the it's never stopped moving. Right, it came to the twelve. The twelve passed it on. And it just kept on moving, and it has never stopped. So that's the way I feel about the spirit behind my business. Mm. I, it's passing you through me on the journey. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. doesn't end with Ian. Right. The same way it didn't end with Chris. It's not going to end with Ian. I, I mean, as long as that business continues to operate for God, yeah. whoever's in there. It's just going to pass through. Yeah. It's not going to change. The yeah. customer base is going to, it won't matter. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, like, bro, man, it's been such an adventure over the last four years of my life. I'm like, why didn't I do this sooner? And it's yeah. it's all timing. Yeah. Like, I had to experience certain things in my life. I had to show faithfulness. I I truly. You learn things from this thing that then wrap into the next thing and the next. 20 years ago, when I was 20, I would have already failed in this business and Mm. and it would be over. Mm. We wouldn't be sitting here. Right. Because I wouldn't know you. Yeah. I would have treated you differently. Yeah. I would have been more arrogant, maybe a little more prideful, maybe thought, or maybe not even have cared about you. It only cared about my business. Mm. And how much different would it feel when you walk through the door of my business yeah. if I only care about getting in your wallet? Yeah. Yeah. Not not the same. If you want to know, go to some other shops in Goshen. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not being critical. Oh, I'm just saying 100%. like a hundred percent. You're I well the yeah. I I mean, I think that I'll I'll just tell my story real quick, but I had a a, a vehicle and it had an issue. I took it to the shop to the dealer. Took it to the dealer, paid twenty two hundred, maybe, and they said they fixed it. And then I drove it, and a couple weeks later, same issue. Take it to the dealer, they said one, they want another eighteen hundred, and I said I, this is the same issue that 
couple weeks ago, you not fixed. So then I brought it to Ian. Ian realized that he didn't know what it was. And I think you prayed. Bro. I told you or that somehow, and you found a fuse that was a $17 fix. So for $17, my car ran fine after that. And it's just like, that was cool. And we're sitting in your basement doing a podcast. Yeah, because of that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. bro, but you say it, but cars you- are just an open door for me to get into people's lives. <laughs> That's so cool. Like, yeah. the cars are just a vehicle, literally <laughs> and spiritually. Yeah. They're just a vehicle to connect me with people. And it's not even connect me, it's connect who's inside of me to Doesn't, people. Yeah. And bro, that if that doesn't get you fired up, gets you it gets me out of bed at five thirty every morning. Yeah, not hitting the snooze button because right. I'm excited to get up and out of bed. And who are you going to? Because I'm not with? going to work. Yeah, I'm going to a harvest field full of people that God wants to move. Yeah, and you get the problem solved. You get that. It's just awesome, bro. Like, come on. I, have like, you I seen know, it like expand and grow? I have. Yeah. I, well, I've I've heard it. What what really affects me is you know. Uh, we all, you know, all shops get their parts from the same places. There's like Napa. There's like yeah. five suppliers in Goshen, right? Yep. The drivers know everything about everybody's business yeah. because they see how full your parking lot is. They know how by how many parts they're bringing you, how busy you are. Right. I've heard over and over when other shops are slow, Ian, you're, we're, you don't slow down. Yeah. And I'm like... I'm not even really trying. Like you yeah. don't understand. Like I have, a, I pay a company for a website. Yeah. I pay for Facebook marketing. I have a published phone number, but yeah. like I do nothing to advertise my business. I don't push it. Yeah. I don't feel like I have to. Yeah. Because now I have. God has used me to, to reach enough people. It's just. That those people are reaching other people yeah. for me. Oh, I'm telling everyone about you. <laughs> so that's so cool. Like, bro, if you wanna, if you really wanna ruin a sales and marketing guy's day, you tell him you don't need him. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you have power much greater than his voice. Yeah. And it's crazy. And I don't mean to be arrogant. I'm not trying to sound like that, no. but understand where my heart's coming from. Yeah. When you treat people right. And you treat them with respect yeah. and you do the you right thing. Them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like totally different. I care more about my customers than I do their car. Yeah. I challenge you right now. Go to the owner of any other auto shop in Goshen, Monteith, you name them all. And you get an owner to say those words. <laughs> I'll give you my shop. Uh. <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna happen. It's just not. It just won't because they in order to do that, they would have to devalue their money. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Here's why. Because I believe my money comes from my creator. They believe their money comes from their customers. Interesting. Yeah. So here, let's go a step further. I, I promise you, like, <laughs> no, I don't no. want to get that deep. No, go deep. But where did your money come from? Uh, I'm not really sure. <laughs> you don't make it. Yeah. It's just given to me. But but from where? My boss. Yeah, the company. Where does he get it? Um, from his, well. God supplies it, bro, is yeah. what I'm digging at. Yeah. He, 
the Bible says that he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Yeah. That's a biblical reference of saying, I got it all. Yeah, I got I got money. It all comes from him. Yeah. So you'll never get everyone to admit that, but that's the fact, bro. Yeah. It doesn't matter how hard I work because I've had customers not pay me. Mm. Right? Yeah. So that that proves to me that my hands is not what produces the money. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Right? That's so true. So like <laughs> If you don't believe that God provides for you, I challenge you to do some work for free. Mm -hmm. And God will prove you wrong because mm. he'll supply your needs still because that's a biblical principle. Waiting on him. He doesn't say, I'll supply your wants, but he says, I'll supply your needs. I'll never see my children begging bread. Yeah. So like, I have never worried one minute about financing in my business. Never. Never. Because if every customer didn't pay me, I would still show up I still do. and write the checks to Napa for the parts I buy and trust that God's going to provide mm. to take care of those. Because I'm crazy <laughs> yeah. and just have that it's kind of awful, faith. <laughs> awful business model. I have that awesome. kind of faith because it's not my business. Yeah. It is not my business. Yeah. It's God's. And I proved it to you by all that backstory. Yeah. I couldn't have manufactured that, bro. That's straight yeah. out of a book or a movie. Yeah. Just too many coincidences. Well, too much that it's got. There's yeah. no way. That's so cool. So then why would I believe for one minute that like doubt just has no room in there, man? Yeah. It just doesn't. That's such a cool thing to to walk into. And it is that confidence starts to build. You know, that faith build that builds. And it's tough. It's a scary thing. But also stepping out in that scary thing, that is a character builder too. That's such a good Well, fear and doubt changes your life. Mm. And I realized that the first couple winters that I was at the shop, when I'm like staring out the window, wondering, are people coming? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. in our business, their winter is a natural slowdown time. Like okay. people are not getting as much fixed on their cars in the winter as they do in the summer. Why? I have no idea. It's just the natural flow of this business. Okay. So then when you're in your first year and COVID comes, yeah. Like understand the year that I started my business or I bought the business, COVID came the next fall or spring. Right. So my first full year in my business was COVID year. Jeez. Now what happened in COVID? No one drove. Right. Yeah. So it wouldn't matter if anything was wrong with your car, right? Because you're not leaving the driveway. Yeah. So what's an auto shop doing? <laughs> Twiddling their thumb. Out of four years... COVID year was my second best financially. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's wild. So explain that. Like, literally. Like, I know it wasn't for other shops because yeah. I've talked to them. They've told you, yeah. Some even closed. Yeah, wow. I mean, how many first and second year businesses made it through COVID? Oh, not barely any. Very few. Then guys, like, straight and up. And how many... <laughs> how many... Long time businesses closed, like Tony's. Correct. Tony's. Right. Well, you know, well and the, Angels closed for a period of time. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, yeah. Here I am in my second year, and I'm thinking like, businesses in Goshen that I frequent are closing. Can't serve me food because there's no people. Wow. Yeah. And how am I gonna make it? Yeah. Again, though, that was, bro. It was a training. Everyone believes how they want. I believe COVID year was for me. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It was to prove to me, again, God showing, hey, Ian, this is a testimony for you, son. Mm. When everyone else was dying, your first year full full year business owner, I'm going to show that my children are going to thrive when their faith is in me. Mm. That's cool. And I, I, bro, like nothing can, like I'm fear, like I can't stop. And now, like year four, there's a natural business cycle. Like after the first two years into year three, certainly by year four, everything in your business automatically changes because now you've established a, a, a good customer base beyond what was already there. Yeah, You've built some natural inclination with suppliers. So yeah. opportunities come to purchase equipment and things like that. It just... So there's a natural growth in your business just from flow because now you have a flow yeah, and you have a little more money in the bank you've built up so you don't have to stretch things so thin. So now it's like, okay, God, it's not meant for me to be idle. Yeah. So what's the next growth step? Ooh. What what is the next growth step? Is it in growing the business or is it in what I feel right now is a push to reach out a little further? Hmm focus the business is going right so it, it doesn't necessarily need me running it it's running itself now how do i reach some more people mm. how do you do that what, what what have you heard or what are you thinking um honestly so there's a major like i'm a one-man shop so most people that are familiar with my shop realize like I'm the guy that answers the phone. I'm the guy that greets yeah. you in the door. I'm the guy that schedules your car. I'm the guy that fixes your car. I'm the guy that checks you out when you leave. Yeah, it takes your like, money. There's no one else. So oftentimes, like answering the phone has been like my least priority because everyone that knows my business knows that you're doing everything else. Yeah. And Ian be- will call me back. Yeah. And we'll schedule the car or I'll just go straight down and see him and we'll schedule the car. Yep. But I'm not worried about it. Ian will take care of it. Yep. Now, there's some customers that they just can't handle that. Yeah. Like you, I called your business and no one answered the phone. But they also have no concept of a, a single person business. Right. Running everything. So it's twofold. Like I, I'm not saying I don't want them as a customer, but if they don't understand, then it's only going to be complicated anyway. Yeah. And I don't have time to explain it. Because there are many people that are calling. Yeah. You're not the only one. And I don't mean to sound brash no, or like I don't just, care. That's like, what it is. Just know that there's... In reaching people, you also have to understand that there are instances of the Bible where it said, you go to this city, people aren't going to respond. You yeah. dust your Take feet off and, and go. Yeah. So yeah. in a Some weird way, you don't have favor with no, and, and I've and I've I've had can't. to that's struggled. That's been a huge struggle for me because yeah. in the people business, that means everyone has to be okay. Yeah, yeah. And well, you probably care. I do. Right? You want yeah, them to like you. They want genuinely. You. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to deal with a customer who's not happy, mm. especially if I know I've done everything within my power to try to please them. Yeah, they're not. But I'm okay with that because God's given me this little thing. He's just like, Ian, it's fine. Mm. And then when I feel that, that's when it's released. I'm like, all right. 
That's and cool. I, I don't it need to reach any more. Wake you up at night. No, it eat no, at no, you no. That's cool. And I have a few good mentors in my life that I run those scenarios by and just double check. Like, hey, hey I did I say something? Here was the whole conversation of what I can recap. Did I say something wrong? Was my mannerism is incorrect? Right. Oftentimes it's like, no, there's just, Ian, you have to understand in business at the rate that you're doing business, there's people that just aren't going to, they're not going to be happy. Yeah. Hey. And that's hard for me to settle because <laughs> yeah. how can someone not accept someone who's doing everything possible to make them happy? Yeah. Like, how could you walk away and ha- I just don't understand it. I can't wrap my mind around it. We, we're around broken people. You know, that's the that's other. So thing. that's again, yeah. you know, in reaching out to people, you ask me what's my next step of growth. That's my next lesson I'm learning is is that there's going to be some people who are just not. It's not going to be okay. Yeah, and the, I can't carry the guilt of that. Yeah, which is what I've done in my life. Yeah. I've carried that weight. Like I know it sounds bizarre, but yeah. if someone wasn't happy with their car, like I, it, you take, th- that bothered me. Yep. and I'm like. Well, no, that's that's a good thing to have, you know what I mean, compared to not caring at all, mm-hmm. right? That's a it just it's the next growth thing. It sounds like yeah, yeah, for sure. Growth. What do you think for the shop? Do you see things happening with the shop growing? Um, because I know you at one point. I think I came over and you said there's another guy helping you. Right? right now, we're in a transition period where, um, someone came for a while. Mm-hmm. I was renting him some space in the shop. Very cool. It's been challenging. Here, uh, part of the reason why is because motives in everybody are different. I'm not saying they're his are bad at all, not by any means. Right. It's just um, in order for me to have someone come in the shop and work with me, they've got to they've got to understand everything that I just explained to you in the last <laughs> 20 minutes. Yeah. And for some people, they're just not there. Yeah. And I'm not faulting them for that because it's taken me 40 years to get there. You know what I'm saying? Right. But when you're running at that wavelength and they're running a different one, you guys will be... It's very complicated. Mm -hmm. And what it's done over the past couple months is it's made me focus more on that than my customers and helping my people. Mm. I've been... More horizontally focused and less vertically focused, Mm -hmm. if you know what I'm saying. Yep. So that's when God gives me a good check. He's like, hey, the reason you're not happy right now, the reason you're not seeming productive, the reason things aren't happening is X. Yeah. So what are you doing about X? Hmm. Like that's kind of the relationship I have with God. He he puts it back in my lap. Hmm. He doesn't offer solutions. He's looking at me saying, Ian, what are you going to do about it? Hmm. I've given you all the tools. I'm here and available, he, but what pointing, are you offering? Yeah, at least he's pointing it out, you know, because a lot Correct. of people, a lot of people aren't. But again, that's part of being open, you know, yeah. Tim, and you're not going to see what's wrong if you don't want to see what's wrong. Oh, 100 percent, yeah, it's easy to blind. But this is my <laughs> then, gift, like the, yeah. the shop is my gift from God. Yeah. So I don't want to screw that up. But you, what you just said was, you know, you feel. Like there's just not something there. You're not you're not re- reaching the potential, and you know what the potential is. So it's so much better to walk in your potential and walk in your gift. Oh yeah. And so you're right. You're right. If you're not, if you don't want to see it, you won't see it. But you'll feel it. You know, if you don't want to see what's introspectively happening, you won't see it, but you'll feel it. And that, what I've come to realize is that comes out in ways in my life I mm-hmm. don't realize what the cause is. 
Like maybe the I'll roots go this. Well, yeah, maybe I'll go home and I'm short with my wife, or not intentionally, or right. not giving my son the attention that he needs for a minute because I'm distracted by X. Right. Or, and then. So my prayers in those moments are, God, I need you to dig in my heart deep and expose what's going on because mm-hmm. I know it's spiritual. It's not physical. Right. It's the unseen. And I want to battle that spirit because yeah. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. So Or have it affect things in my life. So f- d- here's a challenge, bro. Dealing with another person, if they don't realize it's spiritual, to them it's personal. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. You follow what I mean? Yep. So let's say I'm battling a spirit that's fighting you, Timon, and you're saying, Ian, why are you treating me like X? Right. And I can look you square in the eyes and say it has nothing to do with you. It's what you've allowed in you right now is battling what's inside of me. Hmm. And the Bible says we don't wrestle against Flesh and blood, principalities, and powers of the air. Mm-hmm. And if we don't believe those exist today, we're behind the eight ball big yeah. time. Oh yeah, listen big, to the dad cast, bro. If you it's all you over. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so even in spiritual people, yeah. So just because you might go to church with oh, me, and yeah. just because you have salvation, and just because we oh, believe yeah. the same thing, doesn't mean anything. No, we're not the same way. Like no, yeah. uh, you could have some messed up heart, or I could have something messed up in my heart that's going to cause conflict. Yeah. Well, and we see it. I'm um, just a little derailed, but we see pastors fall oh. all the time. We see so many people that are just. You think you're on the same way, but you don't know the people. You don't know the intentions of the heart until you see the fruits right. of the spirit. Oh, fruits yeah. of spirits, I see it, but. Yeah. Like that takes time of uh, being around that to eat of that fruit. You know? So self-awareness is huge. Hmm. There was a stage in my life four years ago throughout this transition where I realized, okay, I'm going to church my whole life. What fruit have I produced in, in 30 plus years? What was the answer? <laughs> I don't know. What was the answer? There wasn't any. <laughs> like no tangible that I could sit down and like be like, okay, I think I affected this person's this life and as a result was X. Mm. I could point out, I could try to justify where I thought I threw a lot of seed. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's just grasping at straws. But the reason that I had that conviction was because God put it there. Yeah. And the reason he put it there was because he was prepping my life for a stage of, okay, Ian, you've been faithful in things. You've been faithful in leading some ministry at church. You've been faithful in doing X, Y. You're fa- it's time to step everything up a notch. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. Let's go. I'm not ready, but let's do it. Yeah. And he's like saying, you are ready. You don't realize it because you're, you haven't done it yet. Right. You know, Abraham didn't realize what was really going to happen until he raised the knife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's a great, yeah. So I didn't really realize what was going to happen until I bought the shop. Hmm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to make some huge steps on an element of faith, and faith is what? The unseen. Yeah. Just believe faith it. has nothing to do with what I see. Yeah. It has to do strictly with what I don't see. Hmm. And man... If you want to really stretch your faith right now, quit your job. <laughs> Just straight up quit your job. Yeah. And go start a business. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. 
I don't mean go work for someone else. It's easy to quit your job and start another one tomorrow right. working for someone else. But that person's providing for you. Yeah. Good. Just start it. Yeah. Go off on your own. Right. Yeah. And then any income. Realize that next two Fridays from now, there is not a paycheck unless you did something to earn one. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> That's scary. But the beauty of it is, is that God did it. He did it and he'll always do it. But we don't know that until we're willing to try. Right. So I'm not saying I'm not like putting a call out to everyone right now, like quit your job just to test your faith. Anyone listening to this podcast, quit your job right now. (laughs) (laughs) Not by any means, but I'm telling you, if God has moved your heart to do it and you haven't, you're missing the greatest opportunity in your life Mm. because I'm living in that now. I've said it to so many people that come to my shop. All the stories that I read in this Bible, bro, over and over and over and over. I read so much in here. I'm living it. I'm a. I'm living a live version of it right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And it's so different to just read it. But it probably goes along with it. Yeah. You see the highs and lows oh. of it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. It's so cool. It's... And you're you're living like this section of this story, and then a little section of that story. That's what's beautiful about reading the Bible is over and over again, you start to it starts to be pieced together. I've always said the Bible's intertwined with one thread. Mm-hmm. One thread holds the whole Bible together, right? Yeah. And when you start to pull that thread, bro, <laughs> and it all starts to unravel in front of you, yeah, then it becomes clearer. So you, what I'm saying is there has to be a point in your life where you pull that thread and you start walking that and you start. Yeah. Okay. What, what can you do? Can you just give me a background yeah. of, of your, of your faith? Like how did that whole journey go? Cause right now it's very evident where you, I mean, for the past. So I've, I've grown up in an apostolic Pentecostal church and I had, I, I know what that word Pentecostal <laughs> means to some people. Yeah. Um, we didn't handle snakes or anything crazy like that. That's so Don't watch any YouTube videos about like Pentecostals or anything because it's not necessarily accurate. Yeah. So there's a stigma there. Jean, um, jean skirts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, skirts for sure. Yeah. Um. And and very strict when we were younger. Like mm. a lot of it. I don't want to. I'm dancing around careful no, I, territory. I, I, there's a lot of doctrine. Yeah. That is that is tradition mm-hmm. and of men uh, that go along with those two words, but there's also a lot of biblical principle that matches. Right. So right. here's what I do. I always tell people, you know, read the book and spit out the bones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't eat the bones and recognize what the bones are. Some of them are just men. Yeah. Put but, fences to keep you safe. But understand, dig in the word and understand. God talks a lot about obedience. Mm. And when I say obedience, I mean to your leaders. So even if you don't agree, if that's who you've subjected to have your covering under, be obedient. Don't be unhappy. Don't let it ruin your view of God. You know, if, if something's really bugging you that bad that a pastor says or preaches to you. But obedience always wins. Mm. Always. If you don't believe me, (laughs) there's some stories in the word that you can read when people stood up against their leadership Mm. and what happened. 
just, even though they may have been right, their yeah. point may have been right. It wasn't about that. Yeah. It was about obedience. I mean, listen, Jesus died as an innocent man. Yeah. He was obedient. He could have stopped himself from being killed, right? Yeah. But what was the plan? Yeah, to die for us. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So I view our lives sometimes and grow. So, uh, long story short, all that is to say, um, I, I grew up and church was really strict as I was younger. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Hmm. Mom grabbing me by the shirt collar and you're not <laughs> missing a service. Yeah. So, and a lot of just tradition, like t- suits, ties, skirts, no facial hair. I don't want to dig into all the mess of what all that was uh, because it doesn't really matter. Uh, But just being obedient, just this is where we go. This is what we do. Mm -hmm. And over time, I've wrestled out my own salvation through the covering of of the UPCI, I, we're we're affiliated with the United Pentecostal Church International, who I feel confident in. I feel mm. I'm comfortable with. I believe closest to what we preach and teach. So I've been in Goshen. Uh, our church used to be called Goshen United Pentecostal Church. It was right next to the old bag factory. Okay. From 1954 until 2016. Oh wow! In 2016, we purchased Liberty Homes, the old Liberty Homes building. Okay. At 15th and Eisenhower. And we moved there. Yeah. Or by Greencroft. Correct. Yeah. Right behind the college rec center. Yep. Back next yep. to the Yoder Strawberry Field. Yeah, Small plug for them. Yeah. If you pick strawberries in Goshen. That's a good spot. Um, and uh, in 20- twenty, uh, That's the place that they have the, they opened the homeless shelter. Yeah. They're, yes. Is it they're, New Life? No. Yeah. Is it New yeah. Life? New okay. Life Church is, is the current name of the church. And, uh. A friend I grew up with was our pastor at the time. And just like you spoke of, he, some decisions failed. It uh, it really muted my world because that was my best friend mm. growing up. And uh, all kinds of things happened. But looking in reverse, it was a two-year period of time for me mm. to prepare me for, for who I'm really following. Mm-hmm. Because... Sometimes we get so indoctrinated into church that we follow personalities or leaders more than we do the one. Yeah. It kind of, yeah. My dad always talks about how um, denominations are the school bus that's taking you to the direction that you're going. And everyone wants you to be on their school bus, but they all forget we're all going to the same spot. Yeah, yeah for sure. So. Yeah, that's an awesome analogy. Yeah. Um, I had another one right on the tip of my tongue that, yeah. that I think about too is like, at, you know, the Bible says that narrow is the gate that leads to heaven and wide is the way. We don't know how narrow though. Mm. See, I think some people use that narrow as the argument for their belief system is the one. Mm. Yeah. So it can't be all these others. That many people can't be right. Right. Yeah, because it was narrow. They yeah. Had to, yeah. So I've always said, but what's the motive? What is your motive of saying that? Yeah. Like, wouldn't your motive be to bring all that you can? So you're sacrificing all these other people on the altar of you being right? Yeah. 
So like God is, bro, God has changed my heart so much about just, I'm not saying accept sin. I'll never do that. Yeah. But I think there's a lot more people going to heaven than people presume. Hmm. And there's a lot of people that believe they're going to heaven that probably aren't going to make it. And that's because they focused on wrong areas. What I mean is like outward appearance or or their own personal doctrine of what they've read in the Bible versus when do you address the condition of your actual heart? Yeah. Yeah. Like when do you, when do you decide whether you really love your neighbor and love God? Hmm. Like that's what we're called to do. Yeah. We can argue about all the other details all we want. Yeah. But his instructions are pretty simple. Yeah. Love everybody around you and love me. Yeah. And we're going to be okay. That's it. And we're good. Yeah. So, that's, bro. That's like, so big. And so, yeah, that's so tough, but also so big. That's so cool. So, we've complicated it by throwing in oh, yeah. all this other stuff. And I'm not saying disregard all that, filter through that. That's what wrestling through the scripture is all about. Mm-hmm. But it's a journey for you, and it's a journey for me. And it's a journey for your dad. Yep. And we all have pieces to offer along the journey, right? Or we may never see each other again on the journey, right? Right. But again, we're all headed for the same goal. Yeah. So, like, I'm not saying just believe everything that's coming at you. No. I'm saying let God lead you. Yeah. Let, Let God speak to you. Let God move in your heart about... I mean, he used all kinds of things to speak to people in the Bible. Yeah, it's not he didn't just do the one thing. He didn't just use one single pulpit in one single building from right. one man preaching out of one book. Right. And if we put God in a box, I mean, then then God's not God. You know what I mean? He's so much bigger than a box. So, yeah, he does speak to people different ways. He may speak to you only one of way. Course. He may of course. Of course. Yeah. There's a lot of that. He's, yeah, he's huge. Yeah, <laughs> but we box him. We box him. We time. box him in all kinds of formats. I'm guilty of that. I've oh, done it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I still do today in some areas, and I'm I should probably doing it now that I don't, I don't even realize it. You know what I mean? Like so, it's, yeah, man. Let's just move that thought forward process and just well, opening the idea of like being more open to what. So you grew up in the apostolic Pentecostal, yeah, church. And you've been in that, and you just through that. That's as going through. You've been just digging the word and different things, and of, life events yeah. like things that happen in your life mm-hmm. that are unexpected that you see God work through. When was your salvation? You would say um, was I was yet? baptized in January seventh, nineteen ninety one. I received okay. the Spirit November twenty fourth, nineteen ninety six. Okay, okay. So I'll call those my salvation period okay transformation like i talked to you about really happened that somewhere in 17 to 18 2017 to 2018 that's when like the light bulb went off yeah that's when i feel like god really said okay you've had salvation you know who i am we've Mm. established relationship let's move forward Mm. because you are you're someone that i can use to do some work. Yeah. I've given you ability. I've put you through some things. You've been faithful. You were obedient. 
when you didn't want to be. You know, only God knows our heart, Tim. And like, yeah. I didn't ever tell people I was unhappy. I didn't ever confess all that. Yeah. I just took that to God the appropriate way. Right. Because I saw other people fight it. Yeah. And I'm, they, it always resulted in bad. They yeah. left the church. They were bitter. They're angry. Their hearts were jacked. Mm-hmm. Bro, when, when my best friend failed, I had all the reason in the world to abandon the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we went from 300 plus people to 100 mm. instantly. Yeah. But I never felt my moment to let go. Never. Not for one moment. Yeah. I did feel muted. I felt like a zombie for a while going into church. Oh, man. Just like, what? Like, God, how how did all this happen? Like, how are you moving and this is happening? Like, but it was just a pro. It's a pro. Like, Ian, Matthew 5 and 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, they'll obtain mercy. Mm. Ian, show mercy. Ian, what kind of mercy do you want? What kind of mercy are you going to need? You're going to fail. How do you want people to look at you? So, it like... That's a good lesson to... I think... And I, I went to Grace College in Warsaw. Sure. Are you familiar? Yeah. Christian College. And I came out of that experience like, man, I do not like Christians. Like, I absolutely <laughs> did not like... And That's was, terrible. It, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, but for, for some of that was, I was taking the way Christians... That I thought were maybe they weren't Christians, you know. But I, everyone at that point at Grace was a Christian in name, maybe not in heart, and reflecting the way they did it and attributing it to God. And God is not the reflection of Christians, though He can be, right? But God is no, God, it's opposite. Yeah, it's opposite. God works through God works through through any. I mean, every, but it's like once I realized that, like, okay, humans aren't God. God's way bigger than that. And what they do to me, God's way bigger than that. It was like a reversal of that. Like it was almost like I was going down, my mind was going. Well, you were looking for God through people. Right. Right. And that's, that's the wrong filter. Yeah. Cause there is no filter for God when you're looking at him. Yeah. You get to see him as he is. He's so much more perfect. Yeah. And I can't, you know, it's so flawed to see God through that lens though. When I'm living in it, that's what I was. Of course, that's exactly kind of the way I would describe those two years. Like that's what I was. Wait a minute, like, and then, then, bro, like I just figured out a way. I I say figured out because I had to fight through feelings and Mm -hmm. emotion, and I was like, so wrestling. Like God, I don't want. I I don't want to feel this way. So. I first like straight repented to God, like, God, forgive me. Mm. Like if I've done something wrong again, that's back to my nature of carrying guilt. Like somehow this must've been my fault. Yeah. What did I do? So God, forgive me for that. And then I started to change my heart about my friend. Mm. God, forgive him. Well, or God, I have to pray for, Ooh, this is a deep topic, bro. <laughs> you, said I was allowed to- you and I don't have the power to forgive anybody. Yeah. Not even ourselves. Hmm. There's only one that has the power to forgive. Yeah, it's God. Right. Right. So we hear people say all the time, well, oh, you'll get through it. Just forgive them. No. That's the biggest misconception ever preached on a pulpit in the planet. Hmm. 
you don't have the power to forgive them, but you do have the power to pray to God to change your heart about them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because what you're really experiencing is a, a fault in your heart about how you feel about them. You may be saying, I forgive them, yeah, but, you, but you have you, not corrected your heart. Yeah. yeah. And you know when you've corrected your heart because you feel forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forgiveness is a feeling. It is not words. Where do you get that, Ian? What did it feel like the first time you repented and asked God to forgive you of all your sin? You felt different. You literally felt different. So why would we think for a minute that it would be any different from a human to a human? Mm. Yeah. It wouldn't. It wouldn't, yeah. We have to change our heart. I've told people I'm sorry a lot of times, Tim. Yeah. But I didn't change my behavior. Yep. Yeah. Right. No, I. You're, you're, <laughs> so like, you're hitting on. So the moment that I I prayed God change my heart about my friend, I I, I I instantly changed, bro. I mean, instantly, instantly. I called him. He came to the shop. I, bro, we were bawling, hmm. and I told him, bro, like you you hurt me, which is real. And I said to him, like that. like yeah. I don't want you to say you're sorry. Unless you really feel bad for hurting me, but you hurt. Like I, I had the word I used to everyone I talked to is betrayal. Like I had never felt betrayal. We think betrayal is like a movie word, right? Like you, that's what soap operas say and stuff like right. that. Right. But when you have someone that you've devoted like your life and ministry to help them grow a church, and they disregard you for personal decisions. I'm trying to be careful here. No, yeah, you. You have to realize that that's not their problem; it's your problem because you've given too much to them. Mm. You've taken all the power that God wants to have in your life, and you've handed it off to a human. And humans fail. Yeah, oh. all the time. Oh, all the time. All the time. Yeah. It is fast. So if you want to avoid that, always pray. Always pray. God, my devotion is to you. If there's an area where my devotion isn't to you, expose it immediately. Because I don't want to go through the hurt and heartache if that fails. Yeah. It it's interesting because you, you 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 hit that point on the just on the head, like you take what you, God has given you and you give to someone else. And we see that with celebrity pastors and things like that. Because you feel comfortable and you don't have to feel, get out of your comfort zone. You can just kind of sit, go to church, sit, and leave the responsibility of the poor, of the broken, of the people around you. It, that is in, in the pastor's world. and you, Or you do devote and you do stuff and you help them and you do all that stuff. Like, but it's, it's not tangible. And the pastor... Is at the same level as you. There's no one person closer to God, or that you yeah. know. You're, you're both, bro. If you want to dig into the root problem, it's we've we've put pastors in the wrong spot. Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> the, we we've put pastors in a pedestal, and we've given them abilities that God hasn't called them to do. Mm. 
Like I truly believe a pastor's purpose is to bring people back to the body and reconcile their relationship with God. Hmm. Like that's what I found in the word and just studying like fivefold ministry and the different yep. arms of, yep. of the it takes them all. Apostle, the but, but what, prophet. so where are we at in a church where there's only one of those? Yeah. Or pastor and teacher, that's you, it. You know, you know see a lot of that. so like you're asking him to do something or you're putting him in the place to do something that he's not equipped for. Yeah. I do believe God calls pastors, right? I, oh, 100%. No question. But we've put them in a role we have, they haven't, we have. Yeah. Like when you think of some of the huge pastors in the world today, I don't believe it's their fault they're where they're at. No. We look at them as the physical representation of God in our life. They're the Messiah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And if you don't believe me, do an inventory of, of if someone says, what is your pastor to you? And see how they answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's who I call when I'm sick. He's who I call when I have a problem. He's who I give my money to. Wait a minute. Yeah. I don't see that in the word anywhere. Yeah. God says, call on me. I'll give you rest. Yeah. <laughs> call on me. I'll take care of all your needs. We have positioned that title and I don't that's why I said I, I say it's the title Tim and I don't blame the person mm -hmm. and what it's done is it's caused an undue amount of pressure on that person that they can't handle yeah and that's what leads to failure hmm. because let's say just for instance let's say I had a drug or an alcohol problem right and God saved me from that and then I come into the church and I'm raised to a position and I get under so much pressure that I have no relief from that. What is my natural inclination to turn to? Yeah, drugs and alcohol. Whatever did it for me before. Right. Right. Yeah. That's not that guy's fault. Yeah. That's a failure of two parties. One, him not going to his team and saying, I need help. And two, his team not recognizing there's a problem. Right. Because we've put him in a place where pastors are perfect. They don't have problems. You know what I mean? Old lie. Yeah. But I'm not. Listen, this conversation is not to fault a church. No, no. I believe you should go. I believe you should have a body and a place of worship. I believe you should give all you have that you can, I'm meaning monetarily, money, everything. Yeah. And I believe that you should keep God at the head of it all. And allow him to lead you and guide you. This conversation was never intended to to negate no. something that's put in place. But I do believe that God has put caution out there that we've set people up in places we have. Yeah. I'm going to say it again. Seeing... I don't think it's them. Now, pride does get in the way sometimes. Yeah. But who put them there? Yeah. Who put them there? Yeah. Yeah. The thing I hear is anytime there's a title, people get entitled. You know, I don't know if you've heard yeah, that. Yeah. There's that. But it's, it's, I just think right now, and this may have been a thing that's been around, but I've only, I'm only here for so many years. This is all I know. And I'm just seeing it a lot more where um, just the issue of like people are looking to a leader and it's like, you got to look to God. A hundred percent. That's that's the leader. It's not a person. A person's always going to fail. Well, you'll find that out. 
when you can't gather anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the proof in everyone's relationship or their with God or the fruit of what they produce is evidenced when they can't gather. Yeah. Yeah. We saw, we've seen it. We were seeing it. So, we're seeing it right now. But, but we haven't seen it under persecution yet. Yeah, it's coming. We haven't been to <laughs> China where you have... You, you don't have church. Yeah. There's not a leader. It's four people maybe talking on the phone in a back alley somewhere, yeah. and they have a three-inch piece of the Bible. For 10 years, that's all they have. Yeah. Like, bro, we have no idea. Yeah. It's crazy. We have the freedom to gather anywhere we want, talk about whatever we want, yeah. own 150 Bibles, yeah. pass them out and throw them everywhere we want. Yeah. And we're wasting all that. We're wasting it on what? You know, what are we doing with all this? Comfort. So, like, yeah, man, I'm really challenged. Like, I don't want to be idle. Hmm. I don't want to, I don't want lethargy to overtake me. I don't want to be lax in any area of my life spiritually or what? How, no way. how, what are some stories you've seen? I mean, there's probably a billion, but at the shop. Well, oh, of man, just dude. ways that you've seen God. The work. story that you had is there's there's probably thirty. Wow, I mean thirty in four years of people who, you know, I didn't know you. I called you. I asked if you could help me. You brought me in here. You fixed my car. You didn't even require me to pay you at that moment. Hmm. And I can't help but not want to come back. Yeah. Like one dude, my good friend Zach, he came to the shop like every day for three months <laughs> after I fixed his van because he had not encountered the love of God before wow. in any area of his life. Wow. He had gone to church though, bro. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's where God has really opened my eyes to going to church doesn't... Yeah. It. I'm not saying don't do it. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying it doesn't mean much in the big picture. But to some people, it means everything. It's all about the gathering. And I'm saying, bro, no. My church time is two hours a week. I'm at the shop 40 plus. I'm at home with my family 40 plus. Yeah. The church is the smallest portion of my life. Yeah. There's no way that I should lift it up in the highest place in my life. Yeah. Doesn't mean I don't care. Doesn't mean I don't love it. Doesn't mean when I get in there, I'm not like rocking out loving God, yeah. worshiping with people. I am. I'm giving it all I have. Yeah. But that's one small piece of my walk with God. Yeah. And just some, it's the, that's the only piece. Like, bro, my my walk with God begins Monday morning yeah. when I open my eyes and my feet hit the floor and I'm like, okay, God, let's go do your work today. Yeah. That's cool. Like, I challenge everyone on the planet. If you only look forward to Friday, you are doing something majorly wrong. Mm. Like it's wrong. Like no one should, no one should only look forward to when they're not where they spend the most time. Yeah. That, that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> yeah. At all. That's and the so reason is because they don't think about, they don't think about God in the workplace because workplaces don't allow him there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, Isn't that, that's, yeah. So, all the more reason than if you really are a God follower, what are you doing there? Again, I'm not pushing everyone to quit their job, but I'm saying, like, yeah. you either be about your father's business or you're not. 
it's nice to stop and think about it because you don't it's like you don't think if you're not if it's you're not aware of it and you're not looking for it you're not going to see it well and what has the world taught us timon don't talk about politics. Don't talk yeah. about religion. Right. <laughs> like that's the that's what the old people used to always say. You yep. just don't have no, this conversation. Yeah. What? Two things I don't talk about: politics and religion. Yeah. All Jesus did when he walked on this planet was talk about work. Yeah. For him. Religion. Yeah. Like well, what are we t- tearing down? Religion. You know. So, him. how can we? He talked about uh, not the empire he was in, but the kingdom that he's from. You know, that's correct. Yeah. So that's, bro. That's, <laughs> yeah. Which is a, a politics and religion. You know. Yeah. So my world is now. I'm I'm serving a different kingdom. Yeah. For thirty something years, I I served a kingdom, but now I'm in a different kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that's part of that transformation. You're transformed. By what the renewing of your mind, which means your mind begins to think differently. You are no longer trying to survive a world and live American dream. Right. You're doing a work. You're in a war. You are literally in a war. Yeah. Fighting yeah. a planet that is trying to implode itself. You're born into it too. Well, yeah. There's, there's no wars. option to quit. Yeah. Like that's not no. Here you go. You're called. Yeah. That's one of the podcasts with my dad. It's called You're Born Into a War. Yeah, so that's, for sure. Yeah. And you're either going to fight or die. Yeah. Like, there's no other option. Yeah. Yeah. It's either or. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a spiritual war, and we don't see it. We don't know what's going on, but it's just happening all the time. Um, and that's where, like, that's a realm I've been in la- lately that I didn't recognize before mm. is now... You know, if you and I have an interaction that's not pleasant, I need to analyze beyond Tim and what that was. Right. Right. I can't go home and just tell my wife that I'm ticked off at Tim and because he said X. Yeah. yeah. No, I need to dig deeper. Yeah. Why did that? Affect what was the environment like when we were talking? Did it feel pleasant? Did it feel peaceful? Did it feel comfort? Right. If it didn't, then we were already starting off in the wrong environment. Mm-hmm. And then what were we doing right before we started talking? You know, if you were scrolling or listening to something, mm-hmm. you, what were you ushering in right before you have this inner? Yeah. I know it sounds so crazy, bro, but every minute counts. Yeah. We don't have minutes where we can just be idle and not care. Jesus' ministry was only 33 and a half years, right? Yeah. That's a really short time period to give all the information out you need to save the world. (laughs) You know, if you think about it in perspective. Yeah. And then it's going to be relayed from 12 people. Yeah, to the... Yeah, forever. So by the time it gets to us, now... There's all kinds of mis-skewed information. Mm-hmm. So we really need to be talking to the direct supplier of that info yeah. and passing it on. Yeah. So that means there's no time for me and you to have a difference Yeah. about something that really doesn't mean 99% of conflict boils down to nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Oh, it's usually just a miscommunication. Pride. Yeah. Pride. Yeah. Someone has to be right. I mean, really? Yeah. Go back and look at your last five conflicts with people. Yeah. More than likely. I don't get in conflicts very often, but. 
it was about yeah, someone needing to be right about something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so bizarre because what you're trying to be right about, you're both probably wrong. Right. Because if you're both looking at it from a godly perspective, there wouldn't be a conflict. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. It would be just whatever. So, yeah. like, it's just changing my way I think about everything. Like, loving people, there is no conflict. Hmm. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> well, analyze your walk with God. Maybe to the person. How many conflicts have you had with God? Yeah. None. I've never argued with him. I've had questions. Yeah. But we've never been in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because he loves. Right. Yeah. Unconditionally. Right. Yeah. So I've got to figure out how to love people. If the love of him is inside of tough. me. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. I've got to pass that through because I'm just a conduit, right? Yeah. I'm just a conduit from the vertical out to the horizontal. Mm -hmm. So it, nothing in me should interfere. But it does. It always does. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, a, but yeah, only always. for the moments that I choose not to be in the spirit, right? Yeah. Only for the moments that I choose to be Ian. Yeah. And or. those always turn out to be bad moments <laughs> yeah. because, you know, why? So, like, I'm not saying everyone can't, should be perfect. Yeah, but I think God's given us the ability to be, to be a lot like Him. I found when I'm more authentic, I'm just it's so much better. Well, real, yeah, Even for more, sure, so much, yeah, for sure. You can play different things, but it just that that's so away. that's a love hate thing though, bro. You got to understand that because I'm pretty bold. So if I have a problem, I usually don't I don't hide it. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty straight up about it, and. There's something unique about that that people love, meaning they appreciate and hate at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Because no one wants to hear the truth. Nobody. Yeah, it's not fun. Because more than likely it involves something being wrong with you. And when you hear that from someone else, the last place you look is the mirror. Yeah. It's got to be them. It's got to be this. It's got to be that. Got to be. No one's like, okay. Are very few. You are a hundred percent right, yeah. and I absolutely need to change that. Yeah. We're gonna have to forgive me. I'll, I'll I'll change it immediately. Is that something that you like the boldness, or you have to the the truth that you speak? Is that something that you like see, or it kind of like it goes both ways? Kind of gets um, on, or how does that? It really all. If you want to know the truth of it, Tim, and it boils down to where I'm at spiritually at that moment. Okay. If 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 we're at if I'm at a stage where I'm like, you know, prayed and spiritual, more than likely it's God using me just to speak something. Yeah, and it's often, rarely is it rejected, mm. because people know You're coming. authenticity. They can't. You can't deny it. Yeah, it hurts sometimes. Does it just come out, or do you just? Is it something? I'm just kind of breaking. It. Let's let's say for a scenario, sure. you yeah. you see some someone comes to your shop and you're seeing a lie that they're living. Often I sense it. You sense it? Yeah, in the spirit. Okay. Like I I know, I can see it when they're walking up to the building that yeah. they're coming with a car problem. That's not why they're here today. Mm -hmm. And and oftentimes, if someone 
spiritual is around me, they recognize it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because uh, the the gentleman I referenced to you earlier, Austin, he's been at the shop many times where an opportunity has come for me to minister with someone. And he's like, dude, I felt you that could up. see that coming through the parking lot. That's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, this is what the daily walk with God is about. Yeah, It's not about the shop. It's not about cars. It's, yeah. it's about the, this moment, this person encountered God, mm. and I just happened to be there. That's cool. It's super cool, man. Yeah, that's a- and it energizes you. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. When you realize well, that's you get- really why we're on this planet, yeah. then everything else melts away. It doesn't. It really doesn't matter. It just doesn't. And the more you walk in it, it it just, it, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah dude. It, it's like when you go to church, you know, everyone feels awesome when they leave church, right? Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. I feel that every day. <laughs> I mean, seriously, every day, because I know that what I'm doing is the work of God. Hmm. I Like, there's no doubt in my mind. You can never, I may find out maybe one day at the end <laughs> that it's all wrong. You know, I don't feel that. There's no way, yeah. but. Like right uh, now, I'm like, dude, because yeah. I've done both. That's what I've been. I've been privileged right. to see both areas of my life. Right. And you're loving where you're at now. Yeah. Well. Well, there's probably. There, I'm. There's. there's I'm loving what God is doing right yeah. now. Yeah. Really. Because honestly, I don't have control over it. The only thing I have control is my level of spirituality with him. Yeah. You know, am I connected with him? Is there sin in my life right now? You know, I want to try to abolish sin in my life at all times because he can't work in it through sin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've got to be clean. I want to be pure. The Bible says he's coming back after a church without spot or wrinkle. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? That's perfection in a piece of fabric. Yeah. So that's why I do believe, Tim, and there's hope. We can be, we can be made perfect in Him. We just got to be in Him yeah. all the time, and we've convinced ourselves that's not possible because we're in human flesh. Right. But I'm here to say, it's, hold on, you yeah. be careful what you say, because we can. It just, it's a lot of work on our part. Yeah. And it's not work that most are willing to put in. Yeah. It means I got to pray a lot. I need to read the word a lot. I need to be around believers a lot. I mean, it means I got to change what my life revolves around. Mm. Wait, I'm going to go back to when you were in the RV. Sure. And you you heard God tell you to to put in your your notice. What was that? What did that voice say? Bro, that was, you would think that was like lightning and thunder and a big storm and like it was very obvious, but it was not. It was just like a gentle nudge of unhappiness. Hmm. And I literally, like, I remember just sitting in my office and was like, God, this is not it. Like, I, I there's no way this is going to go on for 20 more years, which it could have. And I could retire and just Be cool. live like everyone else. Yep. And I think he would have allowed me to do that, Timon. Yep. No question, because that's just who God is. He's awesome. Yep. He doesn't fail. Yeah. But that's not what he wants for me. He wanted something different. Mm. And he knew how he had to get my attention to do that. And that was in a just really gentle way at a time where I was just sitting in my office quiet, bro. Like just thinking, you know, I was 
at the time I was doing legal work for okay. Heartland. We yeah. dealt with customers that sued us all the time, and oh, yeah. I had to talk to lawyers every day. Oh, jeez. It was just, it wasn't bad. I yeah. enjoyed it because it really sharpened my communication skills. But it it was temporary. It was just a time to prepare me for what was coming. And what I mean by that is just thinking. Like, lawyers think different than every other human on the planet. Yeah. They take a scenario and look at it 360. Hmm. From this view, from that view, from this view, from that In ways that we just don't until you train your mind to think that way. Interesting. And I have always had a knack to think about things that way. Like I've always been the person at a table where in staff meeting we might be talking about this idea and I'll be the guy that says that's a bad idea because of X, Y, and Z. Mm. And you guys are not looking at it from that angle because you don't want to think anything bad could come out of a... But it can. Right. You know, like, hey, for example... Salting your parking lot's expensive, right? So we're we're not going to do that because it costs so much. What if someone falls and sues the church for more money than we have, and they take our building because we didn't want to spend a thousand dollars this winter to salt? Mm, yeah, yeah. But Just because you don't want to think about that doesn't make that wrong. Yeah, it's a true statement. Yeah. It happens all the time. You can talk to businesses all over the country. Yeah. Salting's more important than snow plowing hmm. because of liability. No one thinks about liability. Hmm. And they certainly don't think about it in a church. See, right. there's a it's crazy in church how much we separate spiritual and humanity. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. We ignore the human side of the church body. Yep. And only think of the spiritual. Well, God will never let someone fall in a parking lot and break their ankle. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, lawyers are trained to and have conditioned way. their mind to think that way. Interesting. So my mind was conditioned to think that way for a couple of years. And what that's done is that's made me a better person. Mm. Because now I can look at situations and look at in a full 360. Yep. And I have to see the opposing... And it's fun because in interactions with people, I can argue both sides. Yeah, that's... Political conversations are super fun because no one knows where I am. Yeah, yeah. Because I can make the argument either way. I see both sides. There are pluses and minuses to both sides. But because you don't want to look at the other side, you automatically believe there's nothing to benefit from there. Right. Okay. Right. That's fine. But to me, that's a, so narrow of a human. Right. And I and God thinks 360. Yeah. So we need to. When we're in the middle of a trial, we only think of bad, hurt, harm, pain, struggle, hurt. What about you still Growth. have money, you still have house, you still have a car, this, this, this. Growth, this. the training. The yeah. things equipping you with. You're in the yeah. middle of it when you're when it's by you and you look back, you're not even gonna realize how much God yeah. did for you in this scenario. Come on. Yeah. Let's stop being so simple. Like think about it. Think, 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 think. Like God's given us the greatest gift on the planet, our brain, mm-hmm. and we don't even exercise it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we just try to tech 
technologically plant. move our way out of a problem. Yeah. Doesn't and then and just go veg. I don't, it's uh, the the I just it's cool because the the hearing the God hearing God is I think the majority of the people. Let's go back to where we were talking. Yeah, about. yeah. People going into the church, ticket salvation. That's it. But the hearing God part is such a revolutionary part of the Christian walk. That's the question I get all the time, Tim. Yeah. And what you ask me. Yeah. Everyone wants to know, like, bro, how did you how did you know it was God? Yeah. Well, well you, because faith is, I trust God that some of the thoughts that come to my mind are from him. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like we think every thought, I shouldn't say we, some, most people think every thought is generated by them. They're, they're, they're just thinking about something. Yep. N- no, no. <laughs> Not, if you're spirit filled in any format, then I, I think even if you're not yeah, there, I yeah. think I can talk to people who Yeah, I but do. I'm saying what when you are, a majority right. of your thoughts are going to come from him. Yeah. Or they should. They should yeah. If you're activating the spirit in your life. So so for me to start thinking about moving on in my career might actually be generated from God to begin with. Hmm. So then for me to take what that momentum and then start to narrow down that into the finite view. what that yeah. could look like or what that is, mm. that's God. And then when you make the step and the things start to line up, right. for sure it's God. Yeah. And you start doing that over and over, you're like, oh yeah, that because in in So it's more it like sheep? an inclination, bro. It's not even a thought. It's more like what 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 gave me the even thought to think? Go to Chris and find something to do in the winter. Yeah. What? Yeah. You know what? That, that could be something he planned way long. Yeah. Before. Yeah. He he was conditioning Chris's mind. At the time, Chris wasn't even a believer. Yeah. That's the most bizarre part of this. Hmm. And through all that, Chris has now been baptized filled with the spirit and he's living a life of ministry. That's cool. So if you really want to know, bro, why God did what he did, it wasn't even for me. <laughs> yeah. He transplanted my whole life for one man's salvation. Uh, that you know of. Well, to begin with, <laughs> yeah. that was the building block. Yeah. Now I feel like I'm it, that's what everything in my life yeah. is about. The ripples are just starting but to go up. But he watched it. Yeah. He said, this is what my target is. I'm going to use you to do it because you're willing. You already have the inroad because you've been walking with this guy for three years talking about work. I want you to start dropping in things about me because hmm. he doesn't believe in me. He believes in science. Yeah. And I've already begun to work in his mind about science isn't right. Yeah. So I'm going to start. And bro. That's awesome. Like, it was boom. That's awesome. So when we had a first conversation about buying the shop was when he really began to open up and believe that God could possibly be real. Wow. Because he saw what was happening in my life. Yeah. He saw me quit my job and he saw the mowing thing start. And then he knew he needed help and he saw me come in and there... Just, you can only attribute so much to luck and coincidence, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Until you realize they don't exist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They there's no such thing. Yeah. yeah. There's what you can do and what God lines up for you. Yeah. And it's undeniable 
when God does something in your life that's you can't go ahead and explain it away. Everything I told you about my life, you could figure out how all that went together by a human. Like it's so, it's just too many coincidences. Like it's all coincidences. Yeah, I totally understand that. That's yeah. So for an unbeliever who's living through that with you, yeah. Now I have to consider. Yeah. There's something to what he's been saying. Yeah. Like all I ever said to Chris, this was my this was my ministry to him. God has a plan. <laughs> he still tells me to this day, Ian, when we were walking, you always said God has a plan. Yeah. And I didn't really understand what that meant. They saw the and now he's pulled. living it. He is living in <laughs> the plan that God had with my life. Yeah. And now God has a separate plan for his life. Bro, it's just like yeah. when That's you've cool. experienced that firsthand like that, there's nothing that can stop you. That's awesome. It's yeah. Well, it, it's it's something that I've been pursuing the hearing God, hearing God's voice. And it's I always love to hear how cuz God is not a one-way fits all type of God. He talks like you said to so many people in so many different ways. He's done it throughout the Bible dreams and prophets and he came and literally said spoke to you know, and so it's just I love hearing stories of how people hear God, and I think that's really good for other people to hear too. Oh yeah, it's, and yeah. Then just so, he, so I'm thankful. Thank you for talking. Yeah, about that. man, that's, that's cool. Well, it's obvious to me what he's speaking to you. I mean, <laughs> just from outside looking in, he's opened doors for you. Just since I've known you, that yeah. I would have never guessed. Yeah. But they're working. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's people being reached right now in ways we, you may never see. Yeah. That's the beauty of the harvest in God's kingdom. You plant seeds, you water seeds, you harvest seeds. He doesn't put any titles or who's on those things. Yeah. We just do all those things. Yeah. Not, we used to, back in the day in church, we used to try to put people in those categories. And one day I was like, I told someone at the shop this this week, I was like, listen, I grew up in Middlebury. It's a farming community. I didn't see a farmer, Joe, come in and plant seed. And then farmer Bob come in and fertilize that seed yeah. and water it. Yeah. And then farmer Jim come in October and harvest that seed. Yeah. I saw Farmer Joe work the soil. I saw Farmer Joe plant the seed. I saw Farmer Joe run the irrigation. And then I saw Farmer Joe harvest that seed. That's God's plan. We will experience all those things in our lives at some point. Yeah. Seed planting isn't always fun. Watering isn't always fun. Harvest even isn't always fun, especially if you're not prepared. Yeah. What happens when October comes and you don't have enough semis to haul in all that corn? Yeah, you work all night. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you got to call your buddies. Hey, yeah. come, come now. We need help. We've got to get the corn in now. Yeah. And the church world's like that, man. Like, I feel like we're about to go into a crazy season of harvest regionally in this area mm-hmm. for a lot of seed that's been planted in waters for many years in this area. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Personally, I just feel that. I feel that moving in the spirit. And I feel superbly equipped, positioned for that. Mm. Like, I'm so excited about it. Yeah. Because 
two reasons. One, I've planted a lot of seed in my life. I'm anxious kind of to see if any of that I'll see or, or what is this next season? What is this next season? Is it watering now? Okay. I spent four years in, in the shop planting seeds and maybe watering some. I may never see the harvest. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Like it's all the work of God. And if bro, like if you're unhappy in the work of God, just stop doing it. Yeah. Like don't, don't waste his time. Yeah. Cause there are people he'll, that he can use that'll change the world. Yeah. Well, I think if you're unhappy and I, so many people get caught up doing ministry work, which there's nothing wrong. I don't want to, you're right. It's not about harping, but it's like God's called us to such big stuff and it's, it is only a few will take those steps though. We yeah. talked about that at the beginning. Only a few yeah. are going to take those steps are going to really be transformed. Yeah. And I'm here. Like, I feel like inside of the church body, my calling is to reach to those who have salvation, but they don't have transformation. Mm, yeah. Cause I've experienced that in my life now. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what we do is based upon what we see and hear, right? If I don't ever hear about people's lives being transformed and only hear about them being saved, yeah, all I'm ever going to expect is people just get saved. Right. I'm never going to see transformation in people's lives. Yeah. So when it does happen, we have to talk about it. Yeah. That's why this podcast will go everywhere. Yeah. Because I don't get to share this story often in a recorded version. This will probably be the first recorded version first, of my life podcast. story. Yeah. So... A very incomplete, just a little. Oh, yeah. Oh, bro. We'll be on like 10 hours over the next month talking about everything, but it's yeah. real. God's done a lot. He's been really good to me. That's cool. I'm so grateful. That's so cool. So grateful, man. We've, we're almost at two hours. Oh. Can you believe that? No. 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 <laughs> Dude, I don't know if you have a time thing, I but we should probably. Yeah, we can wrap, we'll wrap it up. That's plenty. That There's was, so much so stuff good. to chew on there. Yeah. Do you, um, where can people find you or what? Let's get. So, robertsautocare.com yeah. is my website uh, for my business, 521 East Lincoln. You'll find my address. Feel free, pop in the shop anytime. Yeah. I'm always willing to take a minute from whatever I'm doing yeah. and minister to people, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Or, um, if I'm not there, I'm at church, you know, doing ministry work there at New Life, 1101 New Life. Eisenhower Drive in Goshen, or in somewhere in town. I mean, I'm all over the place. I have lunch at different places all the time yeah. to be able to connect with people. And I don't know. Just, do you have a Facebook? I do. Right, Robert, I do. Roberts, yeah. Roberts Auto Care, Ian Roberts. You can find me. I'm easy to find. Yeah. Check out my life. You'll see my beautiful wife. I have two daughters that are 23 and 20. And we recently adopted my son. He's four. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, my life's pretty exciting, man. It's awesome. That's cool. Plus, I'm surrounded by cool people like you. <laughs> it's just privilege, man. Yeah. This is the coolest life I could ever want. Yeah. I can't imagine living yeah. unhappy. It just gets cooler, too. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, so. it doesn't. It's not like this is the peak and it's going to get right. worse. Right. It's only going to get better. This might only be the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's even crazier. Like, if this is the bad time, what is the good time going to be yeah. like? <laughs> well, well, cool, yeah, man. Thanks dude, for having me on. Yeah, it's awesome. awesome. So, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. You bet. All right, folks. Adios.